you know, I have some guns and I'd, I'd like to get rid of some of them mm-hmm. because I, it's just extra responsibility. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Hey, Dave, um, I wanted to to talk about one thing that has been bothering me recently. Um, I, I've been Your listening. hemorrhoids? <laughs> well... Uh, those have been bothering me. I don't want to mm, talk mm. about... Do you want to talk about my hemorrhoids? I don't. Okay. Well, I, you brought I it just, up. I figured um, they were bothering you. <laughs> the way you're shifting in your seat and <laughs> scratching. Um. Uh, no, I, I want to talk about... I've been listening to a bunch on gun control, and this is something that you and I uh, uh, disagree about in, in some ways. And yeah. We've talked about... Mild ways. Yeah. Mild ways, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and but there's one particular line of reasoning that I want to attack. I don't want to talk about any part of gun control except for this one piece. Uh-huh. And that is, I've heard a bunch of folks on the right. I keep it's just sticking in my crawl here. Okay. Um, talk about the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Uh huh. I understand that conceptually, but as soon as sure. you start to peel it back, there's some real problems with that line of reasoning, and I, I don't hmm. like it. And here's the reason. Um, there are good people and bad people, sort of. Right. There are criminals who are just dangerous and don't care, psychopaths and whatever like that. But then there's also, and there's people who are not that. Okay. Uh-huh. But I'm not sure that I can say even theologically and or even realistically uh, that there are people who are really good all the time. That is to say, I've have well, made yeah. I've made really foolish decisions, right? Um, driving and you know that which is you know a, a, a lethal weapon in some senses, right? I certainly can kill people, yeah. and, uh-huh. and people have been killed with that. Uh, and I've made uh, foolish decisions in other places, even though maybe I'm a good guy. That doesn't mean that all my decisions are good. And so to categorize people as there's a bad guy with a gun, and the only way to get stopped is with a good guy with a gun. That is, someone who is good, maybe like me or you, let's be really charitable here, that mm-hmm. if I'm carrying a gun, I'm only ever going to do good things with it. Uh-huh. Um, that's just, I know that that's not true. And that's not true of anybody. Even the police that have an enormous amount of training and have had a lot of background checks that they are good guys, good gals, um, they make mistakes with their guns as well. And so sometimes a bad guy with a gun can be stopped by a good guy with a gun. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's a fair argument to say that we need lots and lots of good guys with guns all over the place. What do you think? Um, I think that there, what you're saying theologically is, of course, correct that, that people are all sinners and people all make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but there is a there is a very real sense that people have made decisions to either obey the law or disobey the law. Yes. And that is very clearly seen. And police know this very well, because when they when they have a whole sea of of suspects, they're going to immediately look for priors. Yeah. And sometimes that's not right. Sometimes that there, were, there weren't good reasons for those priors or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there also is just a very clear um, patterning mm-hmm. where people uh, either want to keep the law or they don't mind breaking it. Mm-hmm. And they therefore they have prior arrests and prior um, uh, charges or jail time or whatever. And they're definitely, mm-hmm. definitely more likely to do that again. Mm-hmm. And we could talk about that as a whole other topic as far as, you know, uh, the the the. Is it impartial or is there, there sure, sure, social sure. economic reasons and stuff like that? But That's a great discussion, yeah. what you're suggesting, but I, I agree with, yeah. I understand your point and that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and so um, when so when people simplify the phrase, a bad guy with a gun, they're yep. referring to people who who are out there nefariously looking to steal yes. and rob and murder, and there are people who, who are... That's that's their business. Yeah, the yeah. idea that that there are bad guys with a gun that makes that yeah. does make sense to me. And so the good guy with a gun is like, no, this person isn't good. No one is good but Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, of course, that's theologically sound. Sure, but th- there are people who they really do not uh, have any plan or any history of breaking the law. They're, they haven't stolen yes. anything. Yes, yes, yes. They haven't robbed anybody. They haven't killed anybody. Now. Mm-hmm. Could they, in the heat of passion with uh, a cheating spouse, could they use their gun in, for, for murder? Yes, they could. 
Yeah. They could also stab them or beat them with a bat or all kinds of stuff, right? Sure, sure. Um, but generally speaking, if you're going to, anytime you make a statement, it's going to have some simplicity to it. It's not Fair accurate. Enough. Fair enough. But there are guys out there who carry and their whole purpose is to protect themselves. They're well-trained. You don't know that they're carrying. Yep. They, they, uh, they know what they're doing with the weapon. And unless they have like um, a severe mental break, mm-hmm. which can happen, mm-hmm. um, or if they, they just make an honest mistake, which some police do because yep. they, they have to use that as part of their tool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and then there are others that probably, and I think historically, have, have murdered people and planted guns on them or you know, mm-hmm. covered their tracks. Mm-hmm. That's evil, clearly. Sure. Of course. Um, but this, I think it goes back to the, the basic premise that if, for me, gun control uh, only makes sense. Some people make it very simple. Hey, if we just get rid of all the guns, there's no more gun violence. Right. Well, my question is, can we do that? Yeah, that's not possible. Can we get rid of all the guns? Sure. Because there are more guns in this country than people. Yep. Um, how are we going to get rid of them all? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So uh, That's way too simplistic. Yeah. I, I got it, yeah. So I don't want to take away the guns from the quote good guy mm-hmm. because the bad guy's still going to have it. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be a black market and they're still going to, if they want a gun, they're going to get it, be able to get a gun. Mm-hmm. So I would ra- personally, I would rather have some guys um, that are former police, former military, former mm-hmm. trained, uh, have had a, a lifetime of hunting and gun safety training, um, know how to use their weapon, know how to secure it and, and store it and, um, you, you know, fire it appropriately, and they're not uh, they're not afraid of it. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather have some of those guys around mm-hmm. than not around, mm-hmm. because they are like an extension of peacekeeping. Mm-hmm. And yes, they could go off the ha- yes. Uh, people lose their 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 minds when they're driving. Road rage. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen videos of people of course going yeah. nuts. I don't want a gun br- brought into that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really seen a lot of videos with gun violence during road rage. Maybe they're too graphic, but I, I'm not sure how many they're out there. Yeah, I don't think many. Yeah. Um, but people lose their cool and do stupid stuff. Yeah. And, and a gun just make, just escalates it, right? Sure, of course. But then there are all these videos where there is a quote, there's a bad guy and he's looking to do some harm and someone pulls out a gun and it's over. Uh, it's diffused. They're they're on their heels or they're running or they're laying down, you know, with their uh, ready to be arrested. And um, I think part of that is just the the uncomfortableness that you might have having no gun experience. Um, and they, it's a sobering thing to shoot a gun, especially a high powered gun. Sure, it, it's it. There's, I mean, it's it's deadly force. Yeah, and it it pops and it's got strength. Sure. You can feel the power of it. Yeah. You know? Um, and it, it is a it is a tool for warfare and for killing, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And we have a problem in this country. Mm-hmm. We really have a problem. And mm-hmm. I and I want to address that problem. And I want to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And I think that some kind of regulation, some sort of gun control, is warranted. Yeah. I think that um, better training for police. I think more money in the policing system and yep. better training and better mental health training. Yep. I think all of that has to take place. Yes. And I, our society is broken in this way. That needs that support. Yeah. Um, and so there, there need to be like in every police force, there need to be better experts at, at a wider range of things. Yes. Um, and so th- I, I, man, I don't want to get shot and I don't want anyone I know to get shot. Yeah. And every time it happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, again. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to say, let's just get rid of all the guns. I, I don't think we can. If yeah. we could, I think I would jump on that. Sure. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So I'm not... Uh, let's see. I would want to change a little bit of what you're saying, but I, I don't. I can't yeah. argue with too much with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But but what I want to say, what I'm the point I'm trying to make is that um, maybe, maybe here's a different way of saying it. Yeah. Is that uh, someone who's carrying a gun, who is generally speaking in the categories yeah. that you were using, a good person, right? So I know theologically we're all bad, right. or whatever. Okay. Law abiding. Law abiding person. Yeah. A law abiding person with a gun isn't necessarily going to do something good with that gun, or we can't trust that person to do something good with a gun. Um, When I talk to the police officers that I know Mm -hmm. and others uh, who have a high level of training, one of the things that they say consistently is that uh, in order to be a to really do good with a gun in terms yeah. of stopping some a bad guy with a gun, yeah. you need an enormous amount of training. It's not about the goodness of the person. 
It's about how much training and skill and experience uh-huh. they have in those exact kind of situations. And the reason is because uh, if I go into a store, or uh, uh, I don't have a gun, but if I were to go into a store and I'm I'm a good guy, I'm a law-abiding person, but I have a I have a gun. I've I've shot off a few rounds here and there. I've I've practiced a little bit, but not much. I don't have much experience. Someone comes up and is starting to shoot in the store, mm-hmm. starting to have like a you know they're uh, they're holding up the store, or maybe it's a mass shooting, something like uh-huh. that. Because I don't have much experience, I don't have enough experience, my adrenaline is going through the roof. My right. fear response is going through the roof. And if I've got a gun, that's a real easy way for me to say, there's a bad guy, I'm going to defend myself, and, and it's likely to make some really foolish decisions. The police officers that I know train so much so yeah. that they can be calm, yeah. so that they can be so experienced that when they come into that situation, it is they're they're trained to do the exact right thing. Yeah, uh, w- without that incredible fear response, it's not yeah. about the goodness of the person. Yeah, um, it's about their skill and training. I agree, and I have two responses. Okay. Um, one is that most of the people that I know who, who regularly carry a gun mm-hmm. do that kind of training all on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to, there are all these places where you can do this mm-hmm. in an urban setting, mm-hmm. in an outdoor setting. Um, and you, they actually time you or like they critique you. There's, there's real mm-hmm. legitimate training out mm-hmm. there. And like I said, most of the people I know who regularly carry have done. And, okay. Lots and, I, of and I'm okay yeah. with that. If, if yeah. we were to say the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a highly skilled and experienced good guy with a gun, I'd be okay yeah, with that. You, you like that statement better. I get that. I, I would do. Too. Yeah. yeah, I would too. Because it's not the um, goodness that is protecting us that's that's causing the person to do the right thing. It's the skill and experience. They're just saying that that uh, this is someone who is trying to inf- to keep the law, uphold the law, as opposed to someone who's who's purposely trying to violate the law. But I, I agree with you. My second response. Hey there, all you wonderful listeners of the Hopper Podcast. Today, we've got something special to talk about, our Hopper Podcast crew membership program. That's right. It's like the ultimate backstage pass to all things Hopper Podcast. Only instead of your favorite band, it's two thick and greasy middle-aged men. Yeah. Yeah. For just $5 a month or $50 a year, you can join the crew and get some sweet perks like ad-free listening to all our weekly episodes, extended conversations with our amazing guests, and all of our bonus episodes. Okay, but why should you join the crew, you ask? Well, not only will you be treating yourself to more of the Hopper podcast, but you'll be supporting independent podcasting that's all about promoting fair and nuanced commentary from a Christian perspective. Okay, are you ready to jump on board this adventure with us? It's easy as ordering Kung Pao chicken, but without the weight or any mystery meat. That sounds great. So to join the crew, head over to our website at thehopperpodcast.org and click on Become a Member. Then you can pick your subscription yearly or monthly and you're in. Or if you can't find your, the website, you can click on the link in the show notes of this episode. We can't wait to have you as part of our podcast family. Where every episode is like Christmas morning and the sweet, sweet smell of fresh biscuits with butter and jelly and all your dreams come true. <laughs> yes. Your support means the world to us and we're excited to share this journey with you. <laughs> so don't miss out. Become a member of the Hopper Podcast crew today. is that I think the problem with a lack of training, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you can take someone like me, I've never been to one of those classes, mm-hmm. but I've taken gun uh, hunter safety in, in middle school, sure. and I've done some light hunting. That's very different. And I've done some light shooting. Very different, yeah. But I, I, I don't carry a gun, but mm-hmm. I can tell you, if I did carry a gun, the question I would have, and I would be amped up, for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. I'd be terrified. Yeah. The question would be, am I going to use this or not? Mm-hmm. That would be the question. Yeah. It wouldn't, I'm not going to make a bunch of bad mistakes and shoot a bunch of people or go bananas. Oh, you're not going to go bananas. No, That's the right. question is, can I, pull, can I pull this gun out and pull the trigger or am I going to keep my head down? Mm-hmm. That would be what I think the vast majority of not well-trained people would be asking themselves. Okay. And if I could, if I got to the point, this has got to stop, and I think I could get to that point. Mm-hmm. I think I could pull my, my weapon and I could point at the person who's shooting wildly and I think I could squeeze the trigger and, and shoot them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that um, 
I don't know what the consequences of that would be exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that anyone would, unless they experienced that and they could Mm -hmm. tell us, you know, like it, it haunts you or whatever. But I do think that, that, um, my level of gun safety and training, which is again, not a ton, but I think it's enough that I could be, I could fall in the category of someone helpful in that, in that circumstance. Um, if they're like an active shooting, you yeah. know, you're in, I'm in a, I'm in a school and somebody comes in with an assault rifle and is just shooting every, a bunch of children yeah. and I have a weapon. I mm-hmm. think I could pull it and I think I could successfully shoot that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to ever have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I certainly, of I don't ever want to have to care. Guns are not comfortable by the way. Mm-hmm. They, they're not, you know, I've, I've had a gun on my belt or in my pocket or, you mm-hmm. know, at various times for various reasons. And I can tell you, I don't, I don't like carrying anything. I barely want this wedding ring on my finger. I don't have a watch. I don't have a necklace or earrings or anything. I hate wearing glasses, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want things on my person. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't carry a wallet. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a cell phone and keys Mm -hmm. and whatever else I have to have, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, I don't want to carry a gun. Mm -hmm. But I, when people are highly trained, I don't mind them being there. I actually feel better about them being there. If someone came into church and started shooting us up, which does happen, but it, it's the, the percentages are super, extraordinarily rare, super yeah. unlikely, mm-hmm. right? Extraordinarily unlikely. That's why I mean, I I worked in the hood, and I thought about it mm-hmm. because it was kind of a, a dicey area. Mm-hmm. But before that, I, and I ended up not doing it. I, mm-hmm. I didn't carry it. I didn't want it on my person again. I just mm-hmm. don't. You know, it's a, it's a nuisance. It's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be really careful. Know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, but there, there, like I've said in previous times, there, there, were, there have been a few times when I wish I had it. I wish I had it. Yeah. And, um, you know, for all the other times, I don't want to have to carry it for those few times I wish I had it. But the, that I wish I had it could have been a lot, lot worse. Mm-hmm. And then I would really wish I had it. Mm-hmm. But it helps me to think that maybe, maybe there's someone, former police, former military, someone who really knows what they're doing, who has a piece in our church and that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I feel a little safer because of that. And in that way, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to agree with that statement if we nuance it like we were doing. Yeah. 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 I will say that I am not convinced that, yeah. that, that you having taken a course in middle school on hunting safety and other uh-huh. hunting safety stuff that, that it, that you would do well with. I think that you've got a particular scenario in your mind of a shooter across the way and that you can, uh, the police that I've talked to and the reason that they spend so much time training mm-hmm. and, and then especially with active shooters, it's their special trainings for those kinds of things. And they're just constantly, constantly training Yeah, is because it requires that level of dis- quick decision-making in order not to be killed yourself and not for the your weapon to be taken mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. I'm not convinced that... I hear what you're saying, yeah. uh, but I'm not convinced that someone with your level of training from what you've des- described yeah. um, adds to the safety of people with a gun there. Um, and that may be just that you, you don't have any experience with a gun. Could be. I'm listening um, to people who do. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I, I I think I could, but the the issue again is whether am I going to try to flee, keep my head down, get away, or am I going to engage? That's really the question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't fault people who who flee mm-hmm. unless they have the job and responsibility and the training. That's right. To to go forward. No doubt about it. No doubt. Then about that's it. their duty. That's right. Right. Um, but that that's really the big question for me. Um, I don't think it would have, I don't think I would, like I said, I want to, I would do something wacky or crazy or, you know, I don't even know what that would look like. Um, and so could I, I don't, I don't think the danger is going, uh, is, uh, you like shooting lots of other people or shooting right. yourself. There's, there's, there's no danger in that. I think the danger would be me getting shot, you getting shot uh-huh. and doing something that puts other people at risk because it is. It's a. It's going to be a scenario where you your um, uh, 
your emotions are extraordinarily high, your fear response, and it gives you tunnel vision, not thinking about, yeah. it would me too. I, I'm not saying that you're any different. Every, yeah. I think everyone who's not trained how is going to give you that kind of tunnel vision. How many videos have you seen of people pulling out, citizens pulling out guns in self-defense? I would say maybe maybe look for that and and watch. There's a number of videos where some guy who you know he's a World War II veteran. He's old. He's in a casino. Mm-hmm. Some some dudes come in with some guns and start you know robbing. He pulls out, starts firing, and they flee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drop their weapon in some cases, and they flee or they jump out the window, and mm-hmm. they you know they just and the and problem is is it's over. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's there are videos of people being robbed um, with like a you know or being threatened with without a weapon or with a, a knife or something they pull out a gun situation diffused mm-hmm. it's over mm-hmm. um, and they're not police they're not well trained mm-hmm. uh, I would say search for those videos and watch a bunch of them and, and see if you feel the same way okay you know? yeah yeah I haven't I haven't looked at a whole bunch of those videos I, I've yeah. just talked to the uh, people who who whose profession Gen- is yeah. to go in there generally I agree with you. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I and I want people know it who know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. A gun is not to be toyed around with. Right. It is serious business. Yeah. And you need to know what you're doing with it. Yep. And you need to, you need to know how to store it in your house. Mm-hmm. And you need to know how to to. I mean, there are so many people who have who were cleaning their weapon and killed themselves. That's very yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, so it, it it is it is no small matter. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say like I. You know, I have some guns, and I'd, I'd like to get rid of some of them mm-hmm. because I—it's just extra responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to divest myself of responsibility <laughs> more and more yeah. and more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Well, it's a good discussion. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. Uh, uh, gun issues we will continue to discuss because uh, they're not going away. Yeah, it's a problem. Soon. It's we, a, have, we have a problem. The United States has a major, major problem. Yes, and we are—we need to do something. We are at an impasse. And we have disagreements, but I don't think anyone thinks that what we're, what's going on right now is, is the way it ought to be. The right. way it ought to be. Yeah. And we've got to change things. We've got to change things. And yeah. so let's keep talking so we can understand uh, each other. I don't, I don't mean just you and me. I uh, think yeah. we understand each yeah. other pretty well. But uh, there's different people on different sides, and we've got right. to move this forward. Yes. We figure gotta, out which way yes. is forward. Let's communicate. And, and do it differently. Let's recognize. Let's mutually recognize this is a big problem. It is, and let's try to find some solutions that yeah. we can. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one little piece of it. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, man. Dave, about six months ago, I discovered an app on my phone that you need to know about. Okay. It's called Dwell. 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 It's an audio Bible. Okay. Yeah, you can listen to the Bible anytime anywhere that you have your phone it is i'm telling you fantastic i listen in the car as i'm driving around to see my patients from home to home what kind of translations does it have yeah it has all different kinds of translations of the bible it has the esv Uh which is probably my favorite but it's not i don't listen to only that one i also like the niv the new american standard it also has the king james the new living translation the nrsv actually recently i've been uh, uh, listening through the prophets in the message which is uh, Eugene, Eugene Peterson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So uh, on, on Dwell, you can choose the reader, uh, the person who's reading. You can personalize your reading plans. There's men and women. There's people with kind of uh, fast talkers and slow talkers. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, Dwell is great. Tell me about the app. Is it easy to use? Is it layout? Yeah. Straightforward? Yeah. It is super easy to use. Good. Um, it is very intuitive. Um, here's the thing. The free version um, that you can download and just get it has all the features, but it doesn't have the entire Bible. Hmm. Um, it's only got, I think it's got the Gospel of Matthew uh-huh. and maybe Genesis, maybe. Okay. Anyway, when I first started using it, when I heard about it, I saw how good Dwell was. I immediately became a lifetime member. Uh, but uh, so it does cost money to open up the entire app right. uh, for, for the entire Bible. But you can start with a monthly or yearly subscription. Gotcha. So I definitely need to check that out for sure. I mean, you've been talking a lot about it. Yep. And yep. now we have agreed to make an advertisement for them. That's we're, right. We're in biz with Dwell. That's right. We are. Because you have loved this app so uh, much. Yeah. And I need to check it out myself. So Hopper Podcast Hoppers, I invite you to do the same. You can see in our show notes how to find a deal with Dwell. And you'll also be supporting the Hopper Podcast. Yeah. Thanks a bunch.
Dave, we, a listener has um, written in and asked us to talk about the topic of when and how to discipline other people's kids. Uh, right? So you're off in a playground, yeah. maybe, or you're at a birthday party uh-huh. or something, and yeah. the kids are not doing well. You know, this has happened. You've had kids. I've got ones mm-hmm. on. Uh, when is it good and how do yeah. you, if ever, uh, correct or discipline or punish, whatever, have whatever word you want to use, yeah. somebody else's kid? Yeah. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. For me, uh, when the kid is um, about to to cause imminent harm to themselves or others, I might speak up and say, hey, whoa, 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 let's not do that. Yeah. Um, If that insults the parent who's standing there, I might say, hey, hey, you know, Uh, I might say something to the parent. Yep. And if they want to throw down, then I guess I have to throw down. I'll just have to defend myself. But I don't don't want to to get in that situation. Yeah. But if if someone's about to be really hurt, I think I have to. I think that's part of of just truth and speaking truth and maybe even masculinity to say. To protect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of this, this is one of many, many slidey bars on this topic. Mm -hmm. That is safety. On the one, especially like physical safety, someone's uh-huh. about to, you know, uh, you know, th- yeah. if, if you're throwing rocks at somebody's head, like, okay, right. you know what? That is a serious yep. safety People issue. People have different ideas of what's safe and what's unsafe. Exactly. Because, yeah. okay, throwing or bashing someone's head in with a rock, right. okay, that's right. maybe even less safe than throwing rocks at somebody's head, which yeah. is less safe than, uh, you know, pushing someone down the slide, which is less safe than... And you, like okay, we can get right. a little bit more. Like they're throwing right. throwing uh, wood chips at somebody, you know. Like at, at what point? And then it's what yeah. about what about hurt, calling someone a name, you stupid head, or whatever? I don't know. Right. Like okay, that's hurting somebody's feelings. It's uh-huh. not hurting. Okay, and so that's yeah. that becomes I think a well, difficult question. I think it's easier if it's like directed at my kid. Okay. So if someone's taking a handful of mulch and throwing it in my kid's face, yeah. Um, I I may say, hey. Stop that. Yeah. And I would say that right in front of their parents. Sure. And then we'll, we can have a conversation if we need to have a conversation, but yep. I don't want them throwing mulch in my kid's Absolutely. face. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I have no problem with that. And I think some people, this is where nuancing I think is good and this yeah. is a great topic for us because um, there, some people will, will choose the very easy path of never correcting another child. Yeah, that can't be right. And this maybe this kid's hanging off some high bar and they're just about to fall and they're just, they're just going to watch the kid fall and be like, well, that's on the parent. Yeah. Um, and others, uh, they might come to the rescue and catch that kid, right? right? But they, they had to take that initial, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to break the policy of interfering with other kids and parents. Right. That, that is a simplistic answer. Yeah. And I think the wrong answer. Wrong answer. Then there's the Karens and the Kyles who are trying to govern oh everything and everyone yeah. and make all the rules according to their, their rules. Yep. And that is unwelcome nope, in nope, society. Nope, nope, no good. And everyone's been calling that out, yep. right? Yep. Hey, why don't you mind your own business? Yep. Um, and so there's this place in the middle that is that's that's more uh, difficult, right? To nuance, to, to to figure out. I have been enjoying watching some of those Karen and Kyle videos online. Yeah, and there's a ton of them where people yeah. are calling out these these there's idiots. Some wildcats out there. There are there are, but I'm also starting to see because because those are so popular and people like me and many mm-hmm. others are looking for it. Those channels that are like finding scouring the internet looking for yeah. those videos. They're fi- they're putting in there things that I'm like, well, actually, that's not that's that, that's pretty fair. Actually, right, what they're right. doing, they're not that's not calling things yeah. out. Like that's actually yeah. Uh, and so, like, yeah, there is a place for us to step in Absolutely. and say, I want some restitution, or I want some justice, or I am going to stand up for myself. Or my, yeah. stop doing that. That's yeah. wrong. Uh, that's not always wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, one time, I, I mean, I have several examples I can think of in my own life. Okay. Um, I had a, uh, a house full of people every Sunday when I was planting a church. Yeah. They were coming over and they had kids. They were, it was, oh, yeah. yeah. And we had paid babysitters, but it was still like, it, it was a wild kingdom down yeah. in, 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 the, in the children's holding tank. Right. 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 And the um, shark tank. Yeah. So they, uh, my kids' toys got broken. Yeah. Um, so I said, anything that you want to keep put in your room, you know, anything you don't, we'll, we'll have some st- stuff down there for, for wild kingdom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anything that you care about, it's got to go away. Yeah. Um, one time they got into the game closet and mm-hmm. they emptied 
every single one of our board games in a heap on the floor. No. All the money, all the pieces, all in just one big yeah, heap. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a pile. And all the empty boxes were laying around. And I came in, I was like, what? You know, oh like that goodness. took us forever. You oh, know, yeah. To sort that out. Another time, they had taken a plate of spaghetti down in my basement, which was carpeted. And I found it uh, upside down and it had been stomped on. You know, and just the yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Oh yeah, sauce was pounded into the oh, carpet, and never that stain never came out. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and so it, that was getting tiring, right? Yes. And oh so, yeah. And I had paid babysitters. I was like coaching those babysitters, and so anyway, I'm standing at the trash can, whole big house full of people. Yeah. And this little girl is, uh, she had some kind of food, and she was she was running it down the wall, next to the trash can. What? Like let it run down my wall. Okay. And um and I said uh, I said hey. Don't do that. Yeah. Right in front of her, her mom. Yeah. And she kept doing it. Yeah. And I got down on my knee right at uh-huh. her level, put uh-huh. my face near her face. Yeah. And this is the part I regret. Okay. I did grab her arm. Okay. And I, I, I don't think I would do that again. Okay. Yeah. But I grabbed her arm and, um, and before I could say anything, she said, she said, stop it. And I said, no, you stop it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, um, and she wailed. Sure. Ah! started yeah, crying yeah. and um and i just like stood up and uh looked at her mother and she looked at me and uh they were they were african and i don't think she minded um okay and uh-huh. uh you know they have a different policy sure. on sure, sure, sure. you know uh what to do with their kids or not to do with their kids yeah and she wasn't gonna say anything you know okay um and so it was just one of those moments where i was like stop wrecking my house right yeah stop doing this behavior yes and um yeah, but I had regret with it, sure, right? Sure, sure. Uh, there are other times that I've corrected kids and the parents were like, oh, you know, indignant. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, but at the same time, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But this is what they're doing is uh, inappropriate mm-hmm. toward my kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm their dad. Yeah. So we can talk about it or you can huff, but I'm not going to stop protecting my kids. Yeah, I think it makes a big difference if it's if they're doing something toward your kids or just doing or something wrong just in general, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, you know, I can imagine, you know, the throwing mulch in my kid's face. Okay, we're gonna do something about that. Uh-huh. Some kid uh, lighting the trash can on fire. Uh, right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that's not really a threat to me exactly right now. Well, it if, depends, if, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. I have a scenario in my head where yeah, it's yeah. not actually, you know, the fire is going to burn out and it's yeah. going to be, it's, you, you shouldn't be doing that. On the other hand, it, 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 it should be okay. Um, I don't know, whatever. It, okay. So, I mean, it's just, it's just different. Every situation is different and it requires nuance. Yeah. yeah. I think it also depends on whether this, you're, what you're, the person you're correcting is a family member or a close friend right. or a stranger. Right. That plays then, into it. Yep. And then those cultural differences that cultural I brought up. I mean, I knew yes. that she wouldn't mind if I, you know, corrected her child. I knew she would because she wasn't going to correct him. Yeah. But she didn't mind if I did. Um, but, you know, that's not the American culture. Totally. Yeah, you know, that was, you know. I think it also depends on whether the child that you're correcting is a toddler or an elementary age person or, uh-huh. or a tween so or a many teenager. Factors. And this is why the Bible teaches wisdom. Yeah. We have to make our decisions and live our lives according to wisdom. And yep. wisdom is knowledge that's been applied over time. Right? Yeah, that's right. So I look back at that and I say, I should have never touched her arm. Yep. I would never do that again. Yep. That was a mistake. Now yep. I'm wiser. Yes. Right? yes. I'm wiser now yes. in how to uh, interact with people. Yes. And maybe I should have said, hey, your child is dribbling stuff to my wall. Yeah. We don't like that. Could you stop that, please? Right. Yeah. Um, maybe that would be even better, right? Maybe. Um, and so... You live and you learn. You yeah, make mistakes. Sure. Yeah. And some people, they, they just can't handle making a mistake. It's like they fawn and fall apart and feel like they're... they're totally. They want right. some sort of perfect record. There yep. is no perfect record to be <laughs> yeah. had, folks. You're going to make mistakes. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. so if you want to just ma- try to make it simplistic and never engage, yeah. then you know your kid might get a rock upside the head. Yeah. Or you know you might watch some other kids fall off the playground, break their arm, yeah. and you did nothing to stop it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think that's the answer. Right. We just... We have to... We have to be um, in this society together, and I think we need to be much more gracious to each other, knowing that people make mistakes. Yes, yes. And they learn, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you, and and that involves conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, um, could you please not touch my child? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely not, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just communication. Those things have to happen, right? Yeah, right. 
Um, in that situation, it'd be great. Like, can you please not touch my child? Yeah. And then you say, yes, absolutely. I won't do that again. Can you please direct your child not to right. mess up my house and p- put garbage on the floor? Right. Yeah. And it's just like a, a, a live and learn and communicate. And it's messy. Yeah, totally. And anyone who's a parent, I think, knows this. Like, they want to be a perfect parent. I wanted to be a perfect parent. It's impossible. I, I actually am a perfect parent. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh, parent to your pet rock. Yeah, you that's a right. Rock I'm a perfect parent. I'm a perfect parent to my yeah. pet rock. Oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, it's there is no such thing as human perfection. There is that's no right. such thing. That's right. And and all this crazy mass marketing of people, I think, is part of the problem. Yeah. Like I I got to present myself. Yeah. As perfect. Yeah. Well, that's an illusion, folks. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Like the whole like Stepford Wives kind of thing. Right. The, right. The uh, you know the social media garbage. Like now they have these filters where it cleans up your skin and makes your lips bigger and you're more beautiful. Yeah. And or that you know you they they actually change the bone structure in your face. You know, yeah. Like let's make appearances as perfect as possible. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I think that that is just losing humanity. Right. And it, it's part of the problem here where people can't communicate in the messiness of life. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a great question. When you discipline another kid's child, uh, maybe start with talking to the parent first. Yeah. yeah. It, in some circumstances, that's really, uh, but, but in a safety situation, you can't. You don't have time, right? right? You can right. stop in and, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Talking to the, you know, um, let me ask you this. Where do you think, do, does it make a difference if you are in a church where you have uh, brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. uh, as a part of that community, I think it still. I think it still involves all of the uh, renderings of wisdom, all the calculations. Yes, of, of course. The, it does. How well do you know this person? How well do you know the kid? Um, what What would their feelings be about this? Yeah. Um, what's happening right now? Yeah. Uh, how serious is it? Yeah. You know, um, and and then just kind of knowing yourself, like I. I tend to be more socially risky. Yeah, sure. And so, like, if, if a kid, I don't care who it is, if a human being yep. is doing something that I think needs to be addressed, I'll yep. just go ahead and say something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then people can deal with me or not deal with me, Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I, I asked the question because I think that there is a difference um, with the body of Christ. When especially, uh-huh. I'm talking about, like, a particular church community, not with yep. all Christians everywhere. Well, but there is, there, yeah, there's, with a particular there's a relationship there. Because there's a relationship, things. and there's also um, some sort of commitment through church membership um, and through our commitment That's in true. our relationship to each other where we say, you know what, um, uh, I am going to, tr- we're, we're going to, um, how can I say, I, I need the help of everybody in my community to help raise my child. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Clintons, but Hillary Clinton wrote the book, uh, It Takes a Village to Raise a Child or something like that. And she's right about that. Um, this idea of just one, all, all we need is two people, to, two adults, or even one adult to raise a child, I think is crazy. Uh-huh. I think we need lots of people. Um, th- that's what Sunday school is about. That's what yeah. children's church is about. That's what, you know, when, when we have a child come for baptism or something like that, then we say, everybody's going to help these parents. And we say that because parents can't do it on their own. Yeah. And we need different folks. So there's that. But then also, like you say, that you're socially risky and you definitely are. Um, I'm going, so when you, when you, uh, when you do things that are, when uh, you're you're much better than you used to be about it, I'll say. Uh-huh. But uh, when we were younger, you were much more brazen and brash and offended lots of people, and you offended me. And I mean, that's. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I am I am obligated by my vows to the Lord to forgive you and to okay, we're going to move together. And you know, for right. people who are less, um, that that's no no worse or better of a problem people who say no i'm not i'm never going to uh do anything that would offend anybody right. okay then you're just lazy and you're not okay that person needs to be forgiven as well but mm-hmm. we are committed to each other to forgive right. each other and we're going to step on each other's feet and and that's we've already said that that's going to happen and then that's okay because we're going yeah. to forgive and continue dancing and and we have the resources in the gospel to exactly. to handle those things exactly. and to communicate and to talk and to forgive that's and right. to and to acknowledge knowledge that we're not perfect that's and we right. don't have to project this crazy image. That's right. Um, we can say we're sorry. We can say, hey, I didn't do that right. That's because right. Guess what? That's every day, folks. That's right. Every day you don't do something right. So, <laughs> that's you know, right. 
Let's not okay. be so terrified of that. It, it's okay if I'm wrong and I have to ask for forgiveness. But, you know, it, a lot of that has to do with the, the yeast of the Pharisees, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah. the attitude of self-righteousness that is in our churches and culture in yeah, general has yeah. really astounded me. Yeah. There is so much of a, um, a, a hate culture, and I think the internet and social media has everything to do with this. Yeah. The people saying things that are absolutely offensive because they're not in the same room with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's just like the trolling and the horrible comments that are made, yep. the, the, the yep. online bullying. Yep. It is, it is really, really nasty it's out awful. there. Yep. And, and people just say all kinds of terrible things because they feel so mm-hmm. empty and they're trying so hard mm-hmm. to justify themselves. Mm-hmm. That is self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that is an ugly thing that, mm-hmm. that damages society and damages mm-hmm. relationships. And so it makes people feel like, I can't apologize. I can't be shown as weak or right or, or wrong. I always have to be on top of my game, or I'll get I'll get slammed and yep. buried over. Right? Yep. yep. That is a that is a terrific problem, mm-hmm. and the gospel speaks directly to it. Mm-hmm. That you have to understand the truth about yourself mm-hmm. and others. We are all so foolish and broken, mm-hmm. and make mistakes every single day. And those mistakes hurt people and they hurt ourselves. And we just need to be able to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. And, and stop defending ourselves. So, you know, and trying to protect our reputation. Right. Jesus has died. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, God, if you, if you trust in Jesus, if he's your, uh, he's your source of, of hope and life and you put your faith in him, then it's his opinion that matters. Right. Not other people's opinion and not your own opinion of yourself. That's right. And but that, I still don't want anyone to think that I'm a Karen or a Kevin. I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be called a, a or Kyle. I think Kyle. Kyle yeah. That's right. Kyle. Sorry. Yeah. And, Whatever. Yeah. And yet, no. But yeah. But that's important to me. And yet, it doesn't need to be. It yeah. shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. Or or we need to be learning to reduce that. Yeah. In right. our hearts, right? right, right oh, right. I'm terrified that someone's going to call me a Kyle. Right. Um. Well. Some things are worth being called a Kyle for, and and, and a lot of things aren't. Yeah, so and we go back to the gospel, learning. and maybe we're doing something foolish, or maybe we're not. It's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let me ask you another question that's related uh-huh. to this. Um, okay, so a toddler on a playground, one toddler is throwing uh, wood chips in in the face of your child toddler. Yeah. Uh, okay, you got to go and stop that. Uh-huh. What about a uh, same scenario. They're both teenagers. It, again, depends. Um, it depends. Yeah, is but it a boy my, throwing it into my girl's face? Sure, that, that um, may be okay. And 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 what's the reason? Here's mm-hmm. here's what I'm asking: is um, when when they're toddlers, it doesn't really depend. Like mm-hmm. we're going to stop that. Yeah. But when they get older, it kind of does depend because there there uh-huh. are scenarios in which I'm actually not going to stop that. Right. I'm going to let my son figure work this that out, out uh-huh. on his own. Uh-huh. So here's my question: when should you let your child work out his or her own yeah. conflict with others right. instead of intervening? When they're first, yeah. when they're brand new, then you're like, you know what? Um, any sort of conflict, mm-hmm. uh, he hit me. Okay, okay, we're going to intervene in this. Yeah. We're going we're, we're gonna to have a judge. We're going to have a, you know, right. here's the rules. We're going to change things. But at some point, like, okay. Yeah, what you're asking is, you know, this, <laughs> this is the, the making of a Karen Right. A a Karen is a mom who is like been in charge when they were little and has not learned yet that when they get older, they need to have some freedom to figure some stuff out and to fail and to make some mistakes. Yep. And they need to get hurt a little bit. Yep. They're trying to to trying to hover and be the helicopter parent and protect and guide all the way through. And and they end up being a Karen. Yeah. Who's correcting everyone yeah. around them yeah. and just thinks they know what's best all the time. For everybody. And and your kid is stunted right. in their development because right. you're right. People need to learn how to figure this out and navigate. And you can you can talk to them about it afterwards. Yeah. Or even, hey, what's going on right now? Let me let, let's sit down and have a conversation about sure, it. Sure, sure. So that you can learn something here because I'm not always gonna be here. Yeah. Right. And by the way, the older you get, I shouldn't be interjecting in your teenage relationships and being you know, Karen Central. Yeah, right. No one likes that. You know, like yeah, stop yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and part of that is letting go and learning that uh, that your kid needs to learn too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it that's a tough. Those are tough lessons to watch your kid fail. Uh huh. And just let them bear the consequences of that. Yeah. To watch that your is kids so hard. 
uh, even even if it's not fail, you know there are mean people in the world, mm-hmm. and even if you've done my kid, my kid has done nothing wrong, but there's this mean kid here, mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that person right. through no fault of your own. You, yeah. Sometimes my kid, is, you know, provokes yeah. something, and like, okay, that is a little bit your fault. Um, other times, not at all. Like right. you just have to deal with it. Yeah. And those are, those are important skills. Because there are. are people like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 that'll happen in business and relationships where people yeah. will betray you and stab you in the back and take from you and yeah. mistreat you and for no real fault of your own. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to me, it's happened to you. Yep. It's been uh deeply painful. Yeah. And that's an important skill. It is. And and also if you're if you're picking on people, uh-huh. You know, I used to I used to tease and pick on people, and and I and there were consequences for that. There were sometimes I got people's attention, and we had fun, and it was enjoyable. Other times, it was not appreciated. Yeah, and so you have to. That's part of growing in wisdom. It is. It's just a, it takes a long time, right? Wisdom is out there; it's available, but man, it you know, it doesn't come quick. It doesn't come easy. It's a lifetime of of applying knowledge and and. You know, and, and the target seems to be moving a lot. Yeah. Different people, different relationships, different moods, different times of the day, you know, different seasons of life. Yeah. It's, uh, it, there's always something to learn. Uh, my parents have told me that I was a fairly easy child to raise. Uh-huh. I'm the oldest, and I have nine brothers and sisters. And they told me that I was a fairly easy child to raise. And they said that basically when I was grown, um, they felt like they were really competent parents. And as my brothers and sisters, mm. who some of them are much, much younger than I am, right. um, we have 30 years. I, my youngest brother is 30 right. years younger than me. And so, but, and as other children started coming along, then they realized they weren't nearly as good a parents as they thought they yeah. were. Yeah. Because some kids are just easier for whatever reason yep. um, than others. And yeah, you know, when I was younger, I thought I was, I had parenting uh, down pretty, I mean, not, mm-hmm. I, I need to learn this, I need to learn that, but I'm, as I get on in years, yeah. uh, I have more and more and more humility. Um, I've, I've seen that too, and I've learned it as well, that there are, there are um, babies that are really easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very agreeable. They're uh-huh. very happy. Uh-huh. They nurse well. Uh-huh. They sleep well. Yeah. There are other babies that are a nightmare. Yeah. Nightmares. They, nightmares. They, they can wreck your life. They're monsters. Yes. And and they're just colicky. Or it's not. It's not necessarily because of you know. I'm not saying anything bad about the child, but the circumstances are they're upset all the time. They're awful. And they cry all night. Yeah. And they don't sleep well. And they don't eat well. And, and it's are they, they wreck your life. They need surgeries. Yep. They need uh you know special attention. Yep. Um, yep. And so uh. Say a, a couple has two very easy babies, mm-hmm. they might tend to think that they're really good parents and they know what parenting's <laughs> all about, right? Right. And these people who have the one child that's falling apart and they come into church and they look, they look all their hair's all ragged right. and you yeah. know it looks like they're they're on death's door, right? And they're thinking, what's wrong with these people, right? Yeah. This is, yeah. and they start getting that. Everyone wants to be self righteous. Everyone wants to elevate themselves at yeah. any cost, and you've got to learn. As we, I think that's what you're saying. As we get yeah, older, is yeah, to say, yeah. you know what, I, this circumstance was, I was, it was easy for me in this way, mm-hmm. but, but given that those circumstances, I would be in the same situation, right? And you always have to remember that. What, you know, I had twin babies. We went from zero to two. I remember that, and there were some struggles, right? And when we had our third child, I thought it was a piece of cake. Yeah. Right. We had a healthy baby, and yeah. it was only one. Yeah. And it was a piece of cake. Yep. And she wasn't a, a disagreeable baby. Yeah. Right. And after having two from from having none. Right. Yeah. You know, um, that was such a wake up. Yeah. Right. But I, I've realized, man, one difficult child can be such a transition for yeah. a couple. Oh yeah. And uh, there are, there are families who've had like three or four kids, and they've all been really easy. Mm-hmm. You better watch out. You might be really self righteous. Mm-hmm. You just haven't had that monster. <laughs> You haven't yeah. had enough trial to really, right. you know, to put into per- perspective what other people may be dealing with. That's right. But yeah, the other part of that is maybe they aren't as good a parent. Oh, is yeah. It, yeah is Some that the people opportunity? are good at, at yeah. parenting and others are not. And is that the opportunity for you to, to lord yourself over them in your own mind? Or right. is it the yeah. opportunity for you to, you know, to maybe be more helpful? Yeah. More sympathetic, pray for them, whatever. Yes. Yes. You know? That's right. That's right. Because we're all 
good and bad at different things. And Indeed. We're all good and bad. We all need each as, other. As soon as someone's good at something, boy, they like to hang on to that, don't they? Yeah. Oh, this is what I, this is what I do. You know, this is where I, I get uh-huh. my, this is my name comes in. Uh-huh. This is where I'm in lights. This is where uh-huh. I, I have my edge. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just get soul, all that emptiness in me. Man, how about the gospel? Yeah. How about Jesus? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can we console ourselves with that? Can, can Jesus died in your place, the blood of God in place of, of your blood, you know? Yeah. The love of God, the lavish love of God to seek you out and die for you. Does that mean anything? Is that worth, you know? Amen. And then every day, uh, you know, I, I'm looking for that moment to, to praise myself. <laughs> we're, so, we're so broken. Why, why are we coming on as experts on uh, disciplining other people's kids? Or, <laughs> it, it, week after week, we're putting ourselves up as experts. What? Yeah, I, <laughs> This I, is not good. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to convey that, right? Yeah. Well, this is what... Because this is two guys spitballing, we, man. We're rambling. That's right. We have that if, warning up front. If it's helpful, it's good. If it's not, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Move on to somebody else who's going to be an expert at it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting multiple to- topics. We're not an expert in any one thing. So. Well, part of what you're saying, I think, is that we need... I mean, some of us are better at this or that, or, you know, there are things that I am an expert in, things that you're an expert in. But that, but we're not an expert in everything, and even the things we're expert in, um, part of that comes with humility. It comes with humility. Yeah, yeah. Nobody is perfect about anything. I know it's it's really difficult for me because I'm an expert in awesomeness, and so it's like it's it's so difficult to like how do you, how do you define that? What's the criteria for that? It's you know what what, what how does it manifest itself? It's just so it's really a, a cross that I have to bear, Willie. Yeah, the the cross that we have that, that you have to bear is that you are trying yeah, we're all asking how is your excellence ever manifested? Cuz right. none of us have ever, no seen, it. ever seen it. No one's ever seen it. No one's ever seen it, right? When's it going to happen, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> I hear about this excellence that you have uh we have yet to see it manifested. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, Willie. <laughs> It'll come to light. I'm waiting. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You got corrections, comments, questions, queries, complaints, or a great story? Just look for the show notes for this episode on your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you on an upcoming episode. And hey, we're just two guys here. We're trying to build the Hopper community. That was a really good episode, wasn't it? It sure was. It was so good that I prayed, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far from here. <laughs> that was, that means that it's a good episode? It was that good. It was so good I wanted to fly out of here like a bird. All right. Well, if you enjoyed it that much, you need to find someone to tell them about it. Uh, tell them how they can listen to it themselves. And if you can't think of anyone who enjoyed this episode as much as Dave did, you need to get out and make some more friends. All right, Dave, Uh, what is the lesson that we should take away from this week's episode? You should always tip your waiter or waitress. Yeah, yeah. That that, that That was clear from the episode. That's clear from the episode.